Welcome to the Startup Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick O'Neill, and this is episode number two. This week, I'm speaking with Nathan Latka of Heyo.com. We'll hear about what Nathan's been working on at Heyo, and more importantly, how the company has converted webinars into a massively profitable customer acquisition channel. Let's get started. Nathan, how's it going today? Nick, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So how about we start off? I think it would be better or best to uh, start off finding out where you started with Heyo and maybe how you got into online marketing. Yeah. So look, I mean, I was wearing my my girlfriend's, uh, Chris, my ex-girlfriend's Christmas boxer she had bought me in my, it was about 10 foot by 12 foot Behringer Hall dorm room here at Virginia Tech. You know, and Nick, I'm talking the full deal here, okay? Cinder block, like white cinder block, white painted cinder block walls. You know, my desk was under my bed. There's clothes thrown everywhere. And it was in a, I was in an architecture class uh, a day about three and a half years ago where I heard a fifth year talking about how stressful it was finding a job. And I said, holy shit, I'm not going to put myself through five years of this not to have a guaranteed job. And I got, I actually got really insecure, right? So that evening, I went back to my dorm room and said, man, what can I sell? I mean, it, it was that self-centered. Literally, what can I sell so I never have to rely on anybody else? And Nick, you remember these times, right? This was back when uh, Facebook fan pages were all the buzz and Facebook was growing. And so I said, how can I sell people Facebook fan pages? Because with the dot-com boom, everyone was buying websites. And these website drag-and-drop platforms like Wix and Weebly popped up. Are you familiar with those guys? Yep. Yeah. So they, and, and they're still, you know, many of them are very successful today. Some of them IPOing, some of them have been acquired. And so I said, well, the dot-com boom is to drag and drop website builders as the Facebook boom is to drag and drop fan page builders. So I started pre-selling Facebook fan page tabs to people via cold calling them. And over the span of about six months while I was in my, again, cinder block dorm room, just calling people, um, I sold a hundred of these tabs at 695 bucks a piece. And I collected that money in PayPal and articulated that I would refund all that money if I, uh, if I didn't basically deliver a, a great quality product because I didn't want to learn how to code unless I pre-sold enough of these tabs. Well, you know, pre-sold 70 grand worth of these bad boys and said, I'm going to learn how to code FBML. You know, watched about 50 hours of YouTube videos on how to code FBML, uh, executed on the deliverable, sent it to the client. And that was my first foray into internet marketing and online marketing. How did you find those people? Great question. So um, psychological warfare, man. (laughs) Here's what I did. I log on to Facebook and my thinking was, I'm going to look up people that have executive in their fan page title. The reason I did that is I thought those kinds of people would respond really well to a phone call where I challenged their ego a bit. So Nick, let's say that you had a fan page called Nick O'Neill, the executive coach. I'd call you, right? And I'd say, hey, Nick, I say, uh, my name's Nathan, and I just have one question for you. Are you an executive? And you'd say, well, yes, I'm an executive. And I'd say, well, I saw on your fan page, you call yourself an executive coach, but I noticed you didn't have any executive fan page tabs. And that would, I'm leading them to the question. So Nick would say, well, what is an executive fan page tab? 
And so what I did, Nick, is these calls would go anywhere from 15 minutes, the person hangs up on me because they're pissed, or 45 minutes, they end up buying. My goal was to essentially break down the egos of these people that call themselves an executive. And then with with that void that I create inside of them, fill it with an executive fan page tab. In other words, Nick, you're not an executive unless you have one of these new executive fan page tabs that allow you to capture emails and build your brand. Do you want an executive tab? Yes, Nathan, I want an executive tab. And I'd send them to my own Facebook landing page where they'd purchase via PayPal. And that's how I found those folks. And so I just want to stick on this for one second. What was the information that was being displayed on their executive tab? Yeah, so it would um, like one one example, a real example. So Carrie Wilkerson, she, her her Facebook fan page, and you guys could go here right now if you wanted. Is called uh, Carrie Wilkerson, the Barefoot Executive. So when I did uh, basically a search on Facebook for fan pages with executive in it, she popped up. And now Carrie is the most humble person you'll ever meet, and we're good friends now. Um, and, and I, I, God bless her because she recommends our product all over the place, but she was a big win, right? It gave me a lot of confidence because she was the, one of the first folks who paid for this tab. And you know, these tabs, people do a lot of different things with them, but on Carrie's tab, she had a, a headline, an image of her book, and then a video of her talking about her book. And right below the video of her, she told her folks or her fans to opt in. So typically what are in these tabs are videos, images, and some kind of conversion, whether it's asking them to like, tweet, or share, or enter their email. Got it. Okay, cool. So this is where you started. So it sounds like your online marketing experience really started with Facebook while you were in college. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on, Nick. What, 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 wait, how old are you now? Uh, me? I'm 32. Okay, so you were, I mean, you were still in college when Facebook heyday was, was cranking up, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you were posting all the pictures, you know, reliving last night through all your friends posting the pictures and all that jazz. I mean, I was using Facebook like any college student would use Facebook. And so when I had that urge to make money, I said, well, I have to sell something I know really well. And I knew Facebook really well. Okay. And so, hey, yo, is... Is that what came out of your college experience with Facebook? No, we, I wasn't that fortunate to get a four-letter domain name right out of my dorm room. <laughs> what we called it was, it started off as Nathan Latka, like the FBML dictionary for beginners. And then it changed to Fan Page Factory. And then it changed to Leisure. And the transition from Fan Page Factory to Leisure was the following. I'd spend about three hours custom coding with FBML, all these tabs, and I said I'd much rather build a piece of software that Carrie Wilkerson could use to drag and drop her own Facebook page together instead of me having to spend the time to build it. And that's when I moved from a professional services company to a a software company, a SaaS, ARPU-driven, CAC and churn-driven, lifetime value-driven SaaS platform. Um, and that's what, that's how we got to the name Lejeure. Lejeure then changed to Heyo about 18 months ago when we took on investment and I, I made the investor build that domain name into the deal. Got it. So, okay. So you went through this process of starting from scratch, you know, reach cold calling people. Uh, and did you always start with a phone call rather than an email? Yeah. If they had a phone number, I was calling. Got it. So you call all these people, you get them on your Facebook or get them to purchase one of your Facebook page tabs. 
Uh, Nick, you Nick go through it the- wasn't just a tab. It was the executive tab. I, I, I okay. <laughs> Life-changing Facebook page tabs. Yes. I get it. Uh, so, okay, so you sold these tabs, uh, the executive tabs uh, that were phenomenal, and you went through this whole process to get to today, which is now having the Heyo product. So the funding that you raised, is that the the only funding you've raised is through that one investment? No. So about 19 months ago, we raised 550,000 bucks from, uh, from folks like David Cohen of, of Techstars and Paul Singh and Dave McClure of 500 Startups. Uh, we didn't go through their accelerators. I just I connected with them personally and they invested. Um, so uh, that's when we got the heyo.com domain name was from one of those investors. Uh, it, was, it was another investor in that, in that seed round that, that uh, has chosen to remain private. Um, but we just about five weeks ago raised a, a $2 million round of funding that was honestly unexpected and was from a, an investor that gave us fantastic terms that really rewarded the growth rate we're, we're on, on, that we were on track to hit. So how did you end up with the – it sounds like it's been just sort of snowballing over time. Is that correct? That's correct. And so what sort of process have you used to – well, actually, before we jump into that, what is Heyo today? Yeah, so today our focus at Heyo is on servicing 500,000 small businesses by 2017 with the most valuable social marketing tool. And what most valuable means to most small businesses is capturing emails and driving sales. So that's what 100% of our focus is on today, building a social marketing tool that allows small businesses to capture emails and drive sales. Got it. So you're now... Uh, you've shifted off of, well, not fully off of your, you still have a bunch of Facebook, uh, Facebook products, but you're, you also have integrated this email capture uh, system. Is that sort of like a lead pages type thing? Uh, I think lead pages and the, and clay and the team over there, they do a great job at, uh, at like landing landing pages for any kind of conversions. Our focus though is more on how do you take your fans and turn them into a marketing force for you so that you can then get additional folks integrated into your online community on say Facebook or Twitter. And specifically what that was really big. Specifically what that means is if, you know, uh, Latka's Lattes, a coffee shop, has a, a fan page with 100 likes on it. How does Latka's Lattes get 200 likes and capture 50 emails by leveraging the 100 likes they already have? Heyo helps Latka's Lattes launch a Facebook campaign so that they can drive additional uh, impressions to their fan page, get additional likes, and capture additional emails. Got it. You could call us the lead pages of Facebook. We've, We've had that analogy come up many times. Is that not a risky business to be in now with all of the uh, all of the hoopla over Facebook page organic reach or whatever decreasing over time? Uh, you know, look, I, w- I wouldn't be in business if it was safe. Um, God damn, I'm getting good at avoiding those kinds of questions, Nick. Give me some props there, man. <laughs> I mean, I practiced that line for like days. Uh, all right, <laughs> I guess that that's fair. Maybe it's just investors, you know, have a well-diversified portfolio, so they uh, consider your f- Facebook page uh, risk diversified. Yeah, I mean, look, it's extremely risky, right? I mean, the, the, the fact will always remain that social media is not going anywhere, and brands, will all, small businesses will always be looking for ways to use social to build their business. And Heyo 
will be the company that services that need. Got it. Okay, so one other thing I'm actually curious about here is the processes that you've put in place to grow Heyo. You mentioned starting from the cold call days. Uh, what are you using now? Uh, my guess is it's not only Facebook uh, in order to drive the increase of your customer base. Yeah, so we have a variety of different channels we use. Um, what I'll do is I'll actually jump in to one that, that is currently cranking out the following unit economics. We're putting in $3 and essentially getting $5 back out almost instantaneously. So this is, quote unquote, a channel ATM that we're looking to milk um, until that audience just doesn't exist anymore or until we start seeing diminishing returns from that same group of people. Uh, that channel, Nick, that we're using is, are, is actually webinars. So I'm not sure if, have you used webinars in the past for conversions? Yeah, I've got it. Well, it wasn't for necessarily conversions. It was for expanding my email list at the time since I was running a media company. Got it. Yeah, so here's, here's kind of the breakdown, guys, of how we use webinars. Okay, so we'll pay, and this is, a, this is a real example that we did about two weeks ago. Okay, so it's very fresh. We paid $3,500, okay, and in exchange drove 1,343 webinar registrants. Now, we use GoToWebinar for anyone looking to copy this strategy. That means that we paid, on average, $2.60 per webinar registration. From the webinar, so over the next 60 minutes, we drove $0.72 cents of new monthly recurring revenue per registrant. Not per attendee, per registrant. So again, we paid $2.60 for a new registrant. In the webinar, we drive $0.72 cents of new revenue, but that's new monthly revenue. And we know that the average can, uh, customer stays with us. I'm not going to give you the exact lifetime value, but I'll tell you, they stick with us for way over 10 months. So if you take $0.72 cents a month times 10, you're looking at $7.20 return per registrant on a $2.60 investment. And that's why we're so excited about this webinar channel is because it's converting really well and it really is basically an ATM right now. And okay, so uh, you said you're paying two sixty per registrant. You're not paying GoToWebinar for that. No, sorry, that's just our cost to get that click to the registration page to then to then have them opt in for the for the webinar. Got it. So this is your advertising rate. Correct. That's it's it's Google ads, it's Facebook ads, things like that. We paid a total of thirty five hundred bucks in paid media to drive one thousand three hundred forty three registrants. What advertising channels are you seeing the best uh, sort of responses from? Um, define best responses in terms of what metrics. Well, ultimately, I guess the best metric is the ones who are registering. Yeah. So um, currently, for this particular webinar, our registration page was converting at about 35.7%. And we were using just the default GoToWebinar landing page. Um, some things we experimented with is we asked, it was optional, but we uh, asked for the phone number. And um, let me actually pull up the data here. So we ran an experiment that... Uh, where we took those phone numbers and we, we called them with a live person. So we used our customer care team, Wes and Brooks. And in aggregate, from that A-B test, what we found 
was uh, there were 1,153 people who we did not call. 388 of them attended. Okay, so 33.6% of people we did not call attended. 45.6% of people we left a voicemail for attended. Okay, so a 12% increase there. And then, Nick, 50% of the people that we had a live conversation with attended the webinar. So we knew that if we could get a live call to a registrant before the webinar, that they were significantly more likely to attend than if they got no call at all. So once we ran that test and we realized it worked, we, we've now automated that. So you can use a company like Call Loop or Tatango to actually send an automated uh, message recording out to webinar registrants that put in their phone number. And we've since increased the registration to attendee rate using that strategy. Um, but you said a live call. So that means that they just picked up the phone in this case? Or let's say they pick up the phone. Are you actually going to connect them with a live person? No. So here's what we did. Remember, a no call, uh, someone who registered did not receive a call. 33.6% of them ended up attending. The marginal gain between a no call and a voicemail was about 12%. The marginal gains between voicemail and live call was only 5%. But a live call cost way more money because you have to have a live person. Yep. So we were happy just automating the voicemail to get a 12% bump, but not incurring the costs of our customer care team making calls for three days straight. Yeah. I mean, so for live events, you have a similar strategy where you got to follow up with the email to make sure that they're coming. Uh, also, maybe request that, hey, if you're not going to be able to make it, let us know, please, so that we can make a spot available for someone else. Uh, so this, it, it does mimic... Uh, mimic the online events in, in some ways. Yeah, that, that's exactly, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Um, okay, so I, actually the question that, that I was asking before, uh, which I, I'm not sure, I don't think was actually answered there, was uh, which advertising channel had the highest impact for you in terms of conversions for registrants? Yeah, you know, so that's, you can tell just how I'm talking about numbers here. We run pretty sophisticated tests we were focused on the registration page and below. So I, you know, I'd love to tell you which channel was most effective. Um, I can tell you uh, my team who was doing the PPC ads would have told me if there was one that really outperformed the other. So I feel confident saying they all performed about the same. There wasn't a clear winner there. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I've had totally mixed results with that. Although that would be interesting to track uh, through the process to know a Facebook user when they reg- like when they register that you could track that they're actually from Facebook. So I do this for my own events and the result has been I get a lot of leads from Facebook, like email people, leads. Email leads, but the conversion is low in terms of actually purchase to attend. Interesting. Uh, to attend those events. So that's the only reason that I that I mentioned that. I've been finding the highest impact via Twitter ironically. Wait, so tell uh, me, you put a Twitter link out, they click through to the purchase page and the majority of those clicks buy or some of them buy. I actually, so in my system, I actually don't charge you up front. Uh, so I don't charge till later. My goal is to get your email address and then I follow up with you later to say, hey, here's what, here's more details about the event. I'd love to learn about what you're working on, things like that. Here's the cost. 
Yeah, exactly. Got it. Great. But that now leaves a channel of communication open for me. Whereas if you think about traditional events, uh, fortunately, this is my system is much more like a webinar in terms of uh, conversions versus if you think about traditional events like of using Eventbrite. Yeah. You, you, your system, to me, sounds extremely intelligent just because you're building an email list and not losing people right off the bat. Yeah. Although there is the downside, which is you can end up spending time with people who are really not worth uh, anything to you. They're not interested. And so that's one of the biggest challenges I face is how, how, do, I, how, do, I qualify at, how do I qualify them early enough so that they're not, I'm not just getting a bunch of junk through the system? Yep. Uh, and that, that's a really challenging thing for me. Although it sounds like webinars here, in your case, is a great system because it scales infinitely and you're immediately going to know uh, you let the webinar do the work, basically. Yeah, but I mean the webinar by itself, Nick, is a freaking form of art because, I mean, you, have you ever – you're busy and you're super successful, so you probably never sit down and just like watch QVC. But have you ever – you know the concept of QVC, right? I don't know what you're talking about. That's all I watch all day. <laughs> so, I just bought myself a new samurai sword. <laughs> no. so, so you'll see like in our webinar room, um, and if you guys want to see a picture of this, just put it in the, in the comments below this, this podcast. But my, my webinar room, it's got screens with live tracking on it. So like on a webinar, after I give content and I give the pitch and I unmute somebody, I will watch the, the live sales data. And if the person I unmuted um, is giving like a great review, you'll see sales spike. Or sometimes, sometimes even if it's a bad review, you'll see sales spike because of why they're saying it's bad. Like if the audience clearly thinks the person's crazy, sales will spike. If they agree with what the, the customer's saying, sales will decline. And I can then unmute and mute people based off if they're driving additional incremental sales or not. So it's almost like live QVC, and it's very, very difficult to manage and be empathetic all at the same time. Well, so, okay, let's step back a second. Yep. What you just described was, number one, I, I, there's a lot of comparisons uh, to what you've described to other, uh, also back-of-the-room sales, as they say, at uh, many of these um, sort of information marketing events. But uh, what... So what are you provide? What's the content within that webinar that you're actually providing to people? Yeah, so great question. So the last webinar we did, uh, the the uh, headline or what we marketed, uh, what we marketed it around was how to instantly improve your Facebook campaign conversion rates by as much as ten percent. And then the webinar content would be forty five minutes of us going over five to ten case live case studies of campaigns that converted at 10, 20, 30, 40. One of them converted as high as 70% across many different industries. We'll break it down and show people that are listening how they can do that themselves with six specific strategies. And then at the end is when we then give the offer, which is around minute 45 to 47. And what were you describing? So uh, moments ago, you mentioned uh, that we can mute or unmute people. What are the reviews that you're referring to here? Yeah, so like at minute 45, I'll say something like this. Hey guys, uh, you know, I just gave you a bunch of great content and I see Jill and James and Sophia posting in the GoToWebinar questions that they got a lot of value from this. So let me just ask all of you real quick, was there at least two or were there at least two things you learned from this webinar that you feel like you can implement immediately? If so, say 
uh, two things in the GoToWebinar chat right now, and then it'll be quiet, and a bunch of people will post two things, right? I'll then take a screenshot of those comments so everyone can see everybody else saying they got a lot of value, and that creates a little bit of groupthink. And I learned that actually, I wish I could take credit for that. I learned that from, from Lewis Howes. Uh, he, does, he did a great job, obviously, at, at teaching webinars, and many would cite him as just a, oh, the webinar god, um, along with Amy Porterfield and Sean and all those guys. So I, I'd use that line, and then what would happen is there will be people that you can look at the comments, and if they, for example, said two things in all capital letters, right, with, with exclamation points and a bunch of crazy characters, you get a sense that that person might be a good person to unmute because they're going to, you know, so I'll, I'll unmute them and say, hey, Sophia, I saw that you got two things you really enjoyed. What do you think about the content of the webinar? And are you thinking about buying? And that person is likely to go, oh, my gosh, Nathan, I've been on so many webinars. This webinar was fantastic. I learned way more than two things. I need to go because I want to make sure I go buy before, before you're sold out, Right. And then I'll say, okay, Sophia, I'll talk to you after you purchase. Let me go unmute James. James, what do you think about the content? And are you interested in purchasing? Right? And Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so everyone, can, everyone else can hear everything that those people are saying. Exactly. And so it's sort of a, a real-time testimonial to the webinar content, not to your actual product. Correct. But when I'm going over the webinar content, I'm also using the product. Right. So like I'll say something. In fact, I can I can literally I'm gonna literally read off of these slides right now so you guys can copy this strategy verbatim. Um, that slide that I put up at around minute forty-five will say something like, Okay, guys, so so far today you've learned bullet one, bullet two, bullet three. We offer a tool that allows you to do all of this and will help you along the way. For a single business, you can use Heyo to launch two campaigns live at any time, access templates that convert at over 10%, get full access to our drag-and-drop editor with no coding, use our smart URL and mobile integration, and access analytics, right? And then I'll go in and say the price of this is 30 bucks a month. Hey, Sophia, does 30 bucks a month seem fair? What do you think about the a product, and what do you think about the webinar content? Oh my gosh, Nathan, the webinar was amazing. The content was great. 30 bucks is so cheap. Um, I use one of your competitors and it's nowhere near as easy as this and I pay way more. I'm going to go sign up right now. Okay, Sophia, I'll talk to you after you buy. Does that make sense, Nick? Yep. That's, Got what, it. that's exactly how I do it. You mentioned Lewis Howes. How do you spell his uh, last name? Um, H-O-W-E-S. And you know, I'm not sure how active he is with webinars now, but I can tell you uh, just... Search Lewis Howe's webinars in Google, and you'll see some great things that he taught that, again, I was, able to, I was able to use and use pretty effectively. Got it. All right, cool. So, okay, so we just learned how you used uh, the webinars, how that's one of, your, uh, one of your primary channels right now that you're investing in. Uh, one thing I actually wonder about, and this isn't uh, as much a marketing question as it is a business question, you, you discussed the unit economics which is great. However, I guess at this point, so you've built a product that sort of has no, the, uh, the cost of your software is relatively fixed for your business. Is that correct? Fixed as opposed to what? Well, so, okay, let's discuss the theoretical uh, maxim of a SaaS business, right? Yep. Well, I guess there's variability only to the extent that you have additional servers that you add. But from, a really cost, from a cost perspective, sure. 
Yeah, and so uh, so from that standpoint, when you do this unit economics, uh, you, you're still figuring that you have plenty of uh, room on your margin with all, all the additional costs that were incurred in that process, such as GoToWebinar has a monthly cost. I, I don't know how much they cost. They're they're not cheap though, right? Yeah, they're anywhere between 100 and 500 a month, depending on what you use. But you can use a cheap alternative like Webinar Jam or Google Hangout even. Yeah, I think Google Hangouts could uh, work pretty well. My, I, I haven't attempted to do a webinar through it though, so I, I can't really vouch for the webinar experience on there right now. Yeah, I can tell you the key, when we're looking at unit economics, the, the key things we're looking at related to costs are, are, are costs specifically associated with that one webinar. All the other fixed costs, like the webinar like channel, just the, the cost to use GoToWebinar, we include in our P&L above the line. Right? But we still have healthy margins at around like, you know, 83 84%, which is really healthy for a SaaS business. But that's gross margin. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, so we learned about the whole webinar process. We learned about how you uh, got Heyo to where it is today. Is there anything else that you think would be useful in sharing? Yeah, I mean, look, I hope your audience got value out of this. You know, the strategy that I just summarized, you know, I have about a 30-page webinar process system that we use repeatedly to, to basically build our business. And, you know, the metrics I just shared with you, the economics are, where, you know, we're putting, you know, it costs us about a dollar to drive, uh, excuse me, the cost per new $1 of MRR is about $3.65. And we know that monthly recurring revenue is going to stick with us for over 10 months. So the return on that is about 226% on the dollar, which anyone's going to invest in. Um, so, you know, Nick, if your audience is interested in learning more about this process we are using and getting updates, especially this 30-page doc that I have on all the A-B tests we've done, the independent variables, the dependent variables related to live calls or voice calls and the call to actions on the webinar, slide inputs, how we unmute and mute, etc. Just say so in the comments below and that will force Nick uh, to work with me again and we'll do a live, we'll do a live webinar training, Nick. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so uh, one other question regarding uh, the webinar. Do you have any sort of lead magnet or is the webinar itself the lead magnet? The webinar itself is a lead magnet. Got it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today. Nick, we have to end on the count of three doing hey as loud as you possibly can. Deal? Or we can also end with holler. Or okay, let's do that. We'll we'll do we'll do hey we can do hey oh hey oh holler. Hey oh holler. Hey oh that's a tongue twister. <laughs> no, I think we can pull it off. All right. All right, you count count us down. One or wait. I mean, I, need, uh, that, I, I, I did I did it backwards. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're going down. Three, two, one. Hey, yo, holler. Boom. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Startup Marketing Podcast again. I look forward to seeing you next week.
controlling. 